This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. Positively. FedEx. Airbnb. It's wedding season. Yes, it is. What's going on, baby? Alex and I just got invited to a beautiful venue for the wedding of a childhood buddy of mine. Lovely. Can't wait to hear about it. We got babysitters. We're all set to go. And the first thing that you did, Jack? Book a hotel for the wedding. Okay. Second thing that you did? List my place as available that weekend on Airbnb. Millions of people host on Airbnb, but millions more have never even thought about hosting. Here's the thing. We've said it's great to make money while you sleep. Actually, Warren Buffett said that. Well, when you're an Airbnb host, host, you make money while you sleep and while someone else sleeps. That's why anytime I'm traveling, I immediately jump into Airbnb and set my house as available. It's that easy. So Yetis, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the home of storytelling. Protect her. That's from the opening chapter of The Last Thing He Told Me. Or is it protect her. It's Protector. Yeah, it's like that. It's, it's like a that. thrilling mystery my wife and I listened to on Audible. It actually got adapted into a TV show, but it was way more riveting as an audiobook, wasn't it, man? It's about a tech executive who disappears when his company gets indicted on accounting fraud. But he disappeared to protect her. And honestly, we shouldn't say anymore. Let's stop that. We listen to the whole audiobook on Audible while driving in the car on road trips. And you should too. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. This is Nick. This is Jack. Welcome back. It is Monday, September 18th, and today's pod is the best one yet. It is a T-Boy, Jack. Are you packed over there, by the way? Yeah, we have a T-Boy off-site in Los Angeles this week. I'm very excited. We're going to LAX. We'll sit in traffic at LAX. We'll get into more traffic, and we'll end up in Santa Monica eventually. I got a haircut just for the trip, so at least I'll look sharp. I was going to say, you're looking fantastic over there. I'm not bringing layered collared shirts. Don't worry. Los Angeles. It's less about the collars, more about the collagen. (laughs) True. Let's get the show on the road. All right, let's hit it. First story. What do we got, Jack? The number one unspoken trend in millennial marriages, it's the prenup. Prenup. Yeti's prenuptial agreements have gone from taboo topic to financial fun. For our second story, we're looking at Salesforce. Salesforce fired 3,000 people, and now they're rehiring those 3,000 people. It's called the boomerang strategy, and it looks like it works. And our third and final story. Get this. More football injuries happen on fake grass than on real grass. But grass doesn't make as much money as turf. Just ask Ed Sheeran. But Yetis, before we hit that wonderful mix of stories. Also ask the Jonas Brothers and a couple other more people. We're just trying not to say Taylor Swift again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a wonderful mix of stories. I can't wait to see a beautiful mix to start the week. Yetis, we are in the heat of PSL season right now. Oh, September. It is the heart of the pumpkin spice. But Nick and I discovered that we may be facing a pumpkin spice backlash. Jack and I discovered that we may have hit peak 
pumpkin spice. Yeah. Because according to an Ipsos poll, only one out of five Americans even drinks pumpkin spice. And according to that same poll, 46% of the United States has never even tried a pumpkin spice latte. And they don't even want to either. We're not even rounding up on this thing. What we're discovering is pumpkin spice fatigue. There's a backlash against pumpkin spice lattes. And guess what that poll said, Nick, which I find really interesting. This was really interesting. Northeasterners are most likely to hate pumpkin spice flavors. So PSL stock is going down. But we're going to tell you whose stock is going up as a result. Get this. Apple is the new flavor beating pumpkin. Not Apple the company. Apple the fruit. Yeah. Companies are hedging their pumpkin spice bets with investments in Apple, the apple flavor. For example, Bath and Body Works, they're sold out of their apple cider soap this year. Another example, Grove is selling 32% more apple harvest scents than pumpkin spice scents. And Pinkberry is now low on their apple spiced frozen yogurt. But Jack, what is the biggest sign yet that we're entering a post-PSL epic? Even Starbucks is pivoting away from the old faithful from pumpkin spice flavors. Because Starbucks just launched the iced apple crisp oat shaken espresso real thing actual name. So Starbucks is spending more time in an apple orchard than a pumpkin patch. So Jack and I gotta ask besties, what really is the flavor of the fall? Is it maple mojo? Is it cool cranberry? Is it sweater weather cinnamon? Yeah, he's hit us up at T-Boy Pod. We want to know what you think. I'll take all of the above, except pumpkin spice latte. That's not for me. Who can beat the pumpkin spice? My name is literally in jack-o'-lantern and I don't want a pumpkin. Let's hit our three stars. 15 years before this song, two boys from the Northeast met in the dorm. They had an idea that caused a cultural storm. It's the best one yet, but the best is the norm. Jack, Nick, that's it. I don't even think they need to practice. 50%, that's a fat tip. T-Boy City on your at list. If you know, you know, because we ready to go. We can't wait no more, so just start the show. Start the show. For our first story, the unspoken new wedding trend that no one is talking about right now, it's the prenup. The prenup is trending. Millennials are causing a pop in prenuptial agreements, and we found three reasons why. But yet he's before Jack and I jumped to this story. Uh, trigger warning. If you just got engaged to a sugar mama, you might want to switch the pod to something else. Pause the pod. You're not going <laughs> to like the rest of this story. <laughs> because besties and yetis, we need to talk about the prenup. Yes, we do. The prenup, the most controversial contract in all of love. But before we get to the story, let's flip open the glossary here. A prenuptial agreement is a contract. An agreement. Before. Pre. The marriage. Nuptials. Prenuptial agreements determine the financial conditions of a divorce. If there's no prenuptial agreement, then that judge is going to rule 50-50 in the case of a divorce over all those assets. If there is a prenup, then the situation will probably go back to like the pre-wedding situation for both sides. Now, Yetis, Jack and I should sprinkle on some context here because historically, the prenup was an offensive concept. Yeah, the prenup means you're putting money over romance. It means you're putting finances before forever. Yeah, remember George Costanza? He tried to break up with a woman by proposing a prenup and she laughed in his face. He like literally used a prenup as a weapon to get out of a relationship. That's how tough it is. Needless to say, it didn't work for George. Good luck, Susan. Another historical element of the prenup is that they were only for couples with a major wealth imbalance between the two. When a celebrity marries a normie, she doesn't want to lose her whole fortune in a breakup, so she has him sign a prenup. 
Again, that's what we think about the prenup when we get it in our heads. But here's the news. Millennials have officially embraced the prenup. Millennials have normalized the prenup. The prenup is the new wedding trend nobody's talking about. Yeah, it's like a photo booth. Or a donut wall. They're at like every wedding and you didn't realize it. <laughs> get this, Yetis. According to one survey in 2010, only 3% of couples got prenups. But another survey last year by the Harris Poll showed that that percentage is up to 15%. 15% of couples now get prenups. <laughs> say yes to the dress and then say yes to the prenup, Jack. I actually say my lawyer's going to have to see this before I say yes. <laughs> so Yetis, Jack and I got curious about this story. We jumped in T-boy style and we discovered three reasons why millennials love prenups. Three reasons that our generation is popping the question on paper before at the altar. Three reasons why you get down on one knee and ask, sign here and here and initial here, and I'm just going to need your John Hancock on page 12. The first reason, it's just realism. Because our generation grew up seeing a lot of divorce all around us, so it's naive to think that all marriages last forever. The number one reason for divorce is money, and millennials don't want to repeat that mistake. No, they don't. Which leads to the second reason for the jump in prenups, the delayed wedding. Millennials are marrying later than previous generations, so they have more assets of their own by the time they get married. With more money at stake for men and women, you're more likely to get a prenup. And the third reason we think there's a prenup trending right now, it's that we've all misunderstood the prenup. The third reason, it's our takeaway. Jack, let's lawyer up and hit that takeaway. So Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies who are everyone getting married? It's time to redefine the prenup. Yetis, full disclosure here. This is Nick, that's Jack, and neither one of us actually has a prenup. Yeah, I didn't sign a prenup. But we do have friends with prenups, and not all of them had prenups because of a wealth imbalance. We think the prenup has been misunderstood. It's been defined by an old, outdated reputation. So besties, here's the new way to think about the prenup. The prenup is an open conversation about all your finances. The prenup is hoping for the best, but having a plan if the worst should happen. The prenup is having an awareness and an agreement about what each brings to the table. Which is their assets. And what each owes. Which is their debts. Marriage is the biggest legally binding contract of your life. The finances should be clear. And divorce is the biggest legal change of your life. You don't want it to be messy should it happen. So Yetis, we're not endorsing the prenup and we're not judging it. We're just saying that what a prenup means today is different than what it's meant in the past. So it's time to redefine the prenup. For our second story, Salesforce is hiring 3,000 boomerang workers. That's right, boomerang workers. We'll get to the boomerang in a second, but they're doing it because Salesforce has discovered the biggest hidden cost in business. Yet yeah, is Salesforce. Salesforce needs a Salesforce. Literally. That's the news from Salesforce's CEO, Mark Benioff, last week at his Dreamforce conference. Salesforce, it is the biggest employer in all of San Francisco. The Salesforce Tower is the tallest tower west of the Mississippi River. And this $200 billion customer relationship company sells software used by salespeople across all industries to sell stuff. That's pretty straightforward, their mission. Sell. The name is is the business. <laughs> and the stock is up 60% this year. But Benioff wants to supercharge growth of his company and their software sales. The plan for Salesforce to grow faster is hire 3,300 people as soon as possible. Now, the reason that's a shocking plan 
He just laid off 8,000 people earlier this year. Just make sure I got the numbers straight here, Jack. Salesforce just fired 8,000 people, and now they want to hire 3,000 people? Sounds like Mark Benioff has some regrets. And it shows how quickly the economic mood has flipped from gloomy to rosy. Six months ago, Benioff wanted less Salesforce. Now he needs more Salesforce. But here's the funny thing, Yetis. You know who exactly Salesforce is targeting with this big new hire? Salesforce wants Boomerangs. 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 A boomerang. Specifically, someone who has worked at Salesforce before, but doesn't work at Salesforce right now. And Salesforce has got a whole lot of boomerangs because Salesforce was founded back in 1999 before Y2K. Salesforce may have a bigger alumni base than the University of Michigan. Jack, Salesforce should be sending a team to the Olympics. Mark Benioff wants to hire ex-Salesforcers back into Salesforce. He wants... Boomerangs. Bring back the boomerangs, baby. And why does he want boomerangs? Because they're cheaper to train. Yeah, they used to work here. They remember the core business. They remember the core this. They even remember that the bathroom's on the left <laughs> and you need to jiggle the key just like this to get in. Yet he's working at Salesforce is like riding a bike. You never really forget your first Salesforce dashboard. That's oh, like it was yesterday, Jack. For boomerangs, there's no orientation needed. They can get back up to speed really quickly and be productive for Salesforce again. And it's a pretty simple calculation on the revenue side too, right, Jack? Ex-Salesforcers will sell Salesforce software better than a newbie who's just learning the ropes. She sells seashells on the seashore there. I know. (laughs) After all, Yetis, there are 8,000 people who worked at Salesforce just a few months ago, and now they need a job. Honestly, we hope they don't take it, because that would be like emotionally tolling to work for the company that just fired you. And because of our takeaway. So Jack, (laughs) what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Salesforce? The greatest hidden cost of business is turnover and training. Now, yeah, is this boomerang plan, it sounds simple, it sounds clever, it sounds solutions-oriented, but it hides a dirty secret. It hides the cost of turnover and training, which are huge for businesses. Huge. First, there are the financial costs of firing. If you fire someone, you have to do HR paperwork, you have to get the lawyers involved, you may have to offer severance payments. And then there are the financial costs of hiring. You have to recruit somebody, interview them, do a background check on them, maybe give them a drug test, then you need to hire them and train them for months. And then there are the brain drain costs. Institutional knowledge gets lost when employees leave the company. (laughs) there are the opportunity costs. Nick, it takes a long time for a new worker to become as productive as the old worker they replaced. And we haven't even talked about the unquantifiable emotional costs. The emotional cost of layoffs is huge. Morale, it goes way down across the whole company during layoffs. And then you're hiring new people. You got some rando sitting next to you at lunch. That's awkward. Those are the many reasons why Benioff is going after boomerangs right now. It's also why he shouldn't have done such a big layoff in the first place. Because the greatest hidden cost of business is turnover and training. Canva. Six years ago, Nick and I were designing the pitch deck for our media company. Yeah, we didn't want it to look like some amateur college PowerPoint. We wanted to impress investors. So we made our first pitch deck on Canva. Canva is the easy to use online design platform for presentations, social media posts, physical flyers, anything you can design. Canva turns you into a digital da Vinci, delighting your audience with design. They got these color palettes that you can use. It makes your work look beautiful. We used presentation templates that were available for free and then customized them for our company. And guess what? That summer, we sold that company, Market Snacks, thanks to the deck we built with Canva. Oh, and funny thing, we still use Canva today for all our design projects. So Yetis, start designing today at canva.com. Canva designed for work.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is how good is the feeling of finally getting something off your chest? You've been wanting to say it. You've been waiting to say it. But you bottled it up. In Waspy, Vermont, where I grew up, we didn't talk much about our problems. We were encouraged to keep them to yourself. Yetis, bottling up your feelings is just horrible for you because eventually it blows up with an outburst and then while it's stewing, it makes your whole stomach feel terrible. We encourage you to get it off your chest. And the perfect place to do that is therapy. You will not believe how good it feels to say something that has been left unsaid and you can practice with a therapist and then end up telling your loved ones the best way possible later on. You don't have to tell them, but you could. It's 100% up to you. Oh, and by the way, what you tell your therapist remains completely confidential. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash T-Boy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-Boy. For our third and final story, the biggest injury of the NFL season was bad news for artificial turf, but it was great news for grass. But Nick and I are going to tell you why NFL stadiums are sticking with artificial turf anyway. Jack, let's go back to last week. In the very first drive of the very first quarter of the very first football game of the year, the entire Jets season was over. The quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, who was supposed to be the Jets' savior, tore his Achilles, and he's out for the whole year. Now, Yetis, when a four-time MVP quarterback gets hurt, the people, they look for a scapegoat. New York fans, they look for a scapegoat. And this time, they didn't blame the Patriots or Bill Belichick. And they didn't blame any other NFL team either, or the Bills who they were playing against. They didn't even blame Rodgers for microdosing on mushrooms before the game. Jets fans blamed artificial turf. They blamed the turf. They blamed the very ground that the game was being played on. They blamed the leaves of artificial grass that grabbed Rodgers' foot and didn't let it slide out and instead ripped his Achilles. Yeah, including the little rubber bubbles that are in there that get in everyone's socks after the game. And this is actually part of a greater movement. The NFL Players Association wants to make all 32 NFL teams go all natural. They want the entire football league to grab some fertilizer and plant some grass on those fields. They want to ban artificial turf in the NFL. Now, Yetis, Jack and I got curious about this, so we jumped in T-Boy style to the data because we had some questions. Is turf really worse than grass in terms of injuries? Is turf actually tougher than grass when it comes to playing on? I played four years at Middlebury College, and I played the first two on grass and the second two on artificial turf. And Jack, I played lacrosse frequently on concrete in New York, but also on grass and <laughs> turf. So you and I, we are uniquely qualified to answer this data question. I can tell you that turf is faster than grass. That's for sure. You run faster on that turf. Jack, let's talk about the injuries when it comes to turf versus grass, because that's where it gets interesting. We looked at the data and we can tell you more injuries occur on artificial turf than on natural grass. Get this, Yetis. According to the NFL Players Association, in 10 of the last 11 seasons, there was a higher rate of injury on synthetic surfaces than on natural grass. In fact, last year, the injury rate on turf was 37% higher than on natural grass. Hang up the cleats and grab the lawnmower. Turf should be getting eaten up by grass when you hear those numbers. Yeah, if turf is literally injuring our players, why are the stadiums switching to turf? Jack, I heard Mark Sanchez pulled a hammy just by smelling the turf a few years ago. Now, the teams with domes, we understand they can't grow natural grass. But what about MetLife Stadium where Aaron Rodgers got hurt? Well, the answer for why there's more turf than grass is 
business. So, Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies holding the cow skin? The real reason stadiums have artificial turf is concerts. Now, Yetis, we know what you're thinking over there. Turf, it's cheaper to maintain than grass, no lawnmower, no water. That's the reason why they're not using grass. That's true. Stadiums save money by using turf. But the real reason stadiums love turf is concerts. Guess what you can do with turf that's really hard to do on grass? Put up a huge stage for Taylor Swift to put on an epic concert. NFL teams, they know they can sell more tickets to Beyonce than to a Buffalo Bills fan. Nick and I jumped in T-Boy style. MetLife Stadium in New Jersey hosts the most football games of any stadium because they have two teams that play there, the Giants and the Jets. That stadium will host 17 football games this year, but... It will also host 22 concerts. That means they have higher ticket sales for concerts than they do for NFL games. So besties, the real reason why they don't want to use grass in the NFL, it's because turf brings the errors tour to town. The real reason stadiums prefer artificial turf is concerts. It's the concerts. They tell Taylor Swift to break a leg and then they literally break a leg. <laughs> Jack, can you whip up the takeaways for us to kick off the week? Millennials are normalizing prenuptial agreements. 15% of couples last year had one. Yetis, that's why it's time to redefine the prenup. For our second story, Salesforce is hiring 3,000 new salespeople targeting boomerang workers. Boomerangs reveal the biggest hidden cost in business, turnover and training. And our third and final story is the NFL. It's under pressure to go all natural grass but they won't do it. The real reason stadiums prefer turf, it's not the lawn mowing costs, it's the concerts. But Yetis, this pod's not over yet. Here's what else you need to know today. First, on Friday, like we worried about, the auto workers walked off the job at three car making plants, one of Ford's, one of GM's, and one of Chrysler's. The 150,000 worker auto union plans to walk off even more factories as the strike continues. And second, this is weird, Planet Fitness's legendary CEO of 10 years suddenly, like, disappeared. He is gone from the company and no one knows what's going on. He was fired by the board and the stock plummeted by 15% because we don't know why. And finally, we just got the numbers. Mattel just announced that Barbie's toy sales jumped 25% since the movie debuted. That's not just a movie ROI. No, it is not. That's a positive investment. And that's a real auditing term. Now time for the best fact yet. This one sent in by Melanie Brooke from lovely Portland, Oregon. Do you know, Nick, this is a trivia question, which U.S. state contains the most lakes. I mean, Jack, we are license plate guys. I'm going with the license plate thing here. You know, Minnesota, home to a thousand lakes, right? They literally have a butter company called Land of Lakes in Minnesota. There is more lakes than there is land in that land. But the answer is not Minnesota. It's actually... Alaska. Alaska. There are 3,000 named lakes in Alaska. And that's not even the shocking part. Get this. There's 3 million unnamed lakes. That's just scary, Jack. Alaska should sell the naming rights to these lakes. Apparently, Alaska accounts for almost half of the United States surface water. That's because Alaska is bigger in terms of land than the next three biggest states combined. Yeah, it is. If you're thirsty, don't eat a watermelon. <laughs> Just go to Alaska. It's roomy. Yetis, you look fantastic to kick off the week, but Jack and I want to know, what is the flavor of fall that could unseat pumpkin spice? If it's not pumpkin spiced, what is it? Maple mojo, cool cranberry, maybe a type of squash. What could it be? Let us know. Nick and I will see you tomorrow.
And before we go, congratulations and good luck to John Dutko, who is running the DC Half Marathon. And congratulations to Jessica Hecht, who just passed her med school exam in the Bronx. And Jared Frost and Allison Gibble are two pharmacists with a new baby, their first baby, over in Wisconsin. Congratulations to Francisco and Andrea who are celebrating six years together after getting married on a boat in Austin. And congrats to the entire Niantic team in San Francisco. They just launched the Monster Hunter Now game, and they already have 3 million users. Congratulations to Frank, Tariq, and Megna, who just launched the Table One app to get hard-to-get restaurant reservations. And Andrew Vallejo, the king of Murray Hill, is celebrating at Dorian's tonight. Happy birthday to Big Papa Josh Waldron in Brentwood, California. And three-year later, legendary Yeti Jen Torres is having a birthday down in Miami. Happy birthday to Libby Frost, the trendsetter of New York City celebrating with her buddies. Xavier Hernandez, enjoy that birthday in the Jarupa Valley of California. Happy birthday to Dave Bryla. And honestly, thank you for teaching this pod to your class at Northwestern. To all the Northwestern Wildcats out there, celebrate the wins. If you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. We want to get to know you. 